0: Hello Hi This is uh, Midwest (laughs) Madness I had a brain fart there Um, That's Emily Yeah And I'm Danielle And we are a true crime, cryptid, cult, and conspiracy podcast In the Midwest In the Midwest Um, And then we have
1: Sirius Sirius
0: has a Kong He's working very hard to get a treat out of I'm
1: trying to listen to see if I can hear him and I can't I
0: couldn't hear the squeaky toy yeah, in you, the last recording
1: if you um if you wear headphones, oh, you can, hear, you can it. hear it, but if oh. you're not wearing headphones, you can't hear it because I was listening through my airPod, yeah, and I was like, oh, there's the squeaks, but then when I played it, like just out loud for my coworker, you couldn't hear you it. couldn't hear it,
0: yeah, okay, so weird. but yeah, so if you hear him, that's he's happy, so
1: yeah, we would rather he be a little bit noisy than wandering around the room where he could knock things over exactly, so sorry, but we're really sorry. not that sorry <laughs>
0: um so it's my turn yes
1: and I'm so excited you sent me that little teaser text last night about like oh it's such a good story and I'm so I'm like super excited I I pinky swear I did not look anything up because well, I didn't want to be spoiled
0: watch it be like not that exciting <laughs> like I woke up this morning I was like maybe it's not that good. Oh. I think it's
1: good though. That's um, I'm sure it's gonna be good. I'm excited.
0: Yeah so. And
1: that's really what matters right?
0: Tr- truly. <laughs> um, I'm a little thrown off too because we're recording early. Yeah. So it's just.
1: Somebody just had to go somewhere. Yeah I, I needed a break. I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> I lie.
0: And before anyone comes at us, we are vaccinated, so.
1: And you're going to be wearing a mask. mask when you need to, and you're going to be outside a lot, so it's like.
0: And we're staying with a family member, so. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, okay, well, are you ready? Yes. Are our listeners ready? Yes. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, let's get into it. So uh, I'll be curious to know if you've ever heard of this story. Yeah, I am too, just um, based off your hints. So I'm going to be telling you the story of Charles Starkweather and Carol Ann Fugate. Neither of those names sound familiar. Sound familiar. Okay. I'm um, so stoked. So we are going to be traveling today to the great state of Nebraska. Oh. Yes. Have we been there yet? No. I didn't think... Oh, no. We visited with Johnny Ghosh. Yeah. Very briefly. Yes. There was like some trials in Omaha, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... I think Nebraska's the Midwest, so we're just going to go with it. Um, Yeah, Uh, the good life, I think is what their motto used to be. And then they changed it to something stupid. Well, that's not great either. No offense, Nebraska. What? Nebraska. The good life. I like it.
1: (laughs) it's like south dakota many faces many places that's whatever. what south dakota <laughs> i think that's so that's terrible <laughs> okay sorry anyway or many places many faces because they've got the um oh, Mount Rushmore. Oh, that,
0: i guess that makes sense
1: yeah, um it's still dumb yeah N- full shade
0: south dakota okay you ready yes okay so charles charles starkweather was one of the first and youngest ser- serial killers in the television age Um, In the winter months of 1958, Charles killed 11 people, starting in Nebraska and ending in Wyoming, taking his 14-year-old girlfriend, Carol Ann Fugate, with him.
1: What?
0: Yes. The crimes inspired a fictionalized movie, a television show, and even a Bruce Springsteen song titled Nebraska that was released in 1982. So, um I definitely have never heard this story. (laughs) Let's get into it. I'm so excited. Okay, so Charles was the third child born to parents Guy and Helen Starkweather on November 24th, 1938 in Lincoln, Nebraska. Charles had a pretty normal childhood. His dad was a carpenter and his mom worked as a waitress to bring in some extra money. Um, Although Charles had a relatively normal family life, his school life was not so great he was slightly bow-legged and he spoke with a stutter and for these reasons he was bullied in school um so this kind of combination made the perfect formula for just like a dude who was full of range rage and anger by the time he reached his teenage years yeah because he just was like relentlessly bullied which is always so sad but like also not an excuse to become a serial killer I listened to a podcast and I think they said it best when it's like, you can feel bad for the child, but not the man. You can, he got his treat. Yay. Yeah. I can hear serious a tiny bit. So sorry if you guys can. Yeah. You probably won't be able to, cause it's like barely. Um, so he had years to like build up this anger. Yeah. Um,
1: which is understandable.
0: Yeah. No one should be bullied. No. It was said that Charles was introduced at this time to James Dean. Like, not in person. So, like, like, introduced to, like, his films and his persona and stuff. Yes, and he really connected with his bad boy outcast persona that he portrayed on screen. So, he was like, I want to be like that dude. Um, Charles dropped out of high school and began a job at a newspaper warehouse so he could start making some money and paying his bills. Now, this is when he met Carol Fugate. When, Wait, so how how old is he at this point? Because he's dropped out of high school. Did yep. you just say it and I no, missed it? No, I'm about it, to say okay. it the next sentence. Okay, sorry. So when... This is funny. I wrote Brian, but I don't know who the hell Brian is. So. <laughs> Were these some late night notes there, buddy? It was like 9 o'clock. So, yeah. Oh, Weird. Okay, so when Charles first met Carol, she was 13 years old and he was 18 okay so like not great but not the worst age difference we've had that's disgusting 13
1: yeah it's i mean okay again back in the day a little more acceptable still not great not grow like real gross not not gross i I mean
0: they met in 1956 oh i thought
1: this was earlier than that
0: no this is in 1956
1: that would make sense
0: okay yeah that's gross they were introduced to each other by charles x who was um take a guess her sister her older sister oh my god now um this obvious like this relationship um if we can even call it a relationship is predatory the age of consent in nebraska back in the 1950s and now is 16 years old okay so she was 13 13. and he was 18 18 yeah that's Okay. That's a for, sixth
1: grader and a senior in high school. For the teenagers that listen to this podcast, which there probably aren't a lot of you because we have shit all over you a couple of times, that is not romantic. It's no, gross. It's weird. And yeah, like there's something wrong with a guy if he can't find someone that's like legal yeah. at that age. That's it. No, no. Stay yeah. away.
0: Um. No, Charles and Carol became really close very fast. During this time, Charles taught young Carol how to drive his father's car. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, I'm having a like this silent struggle. <laughs> dying, <yeah. laughs> um. So during this time, Charles taught Carol. I keep it's spelled C A R I L, so it makes me oh. So I keep almost saying Carly. So if I say Carly, you mean if Carol. I screw that up. Just let you okay. know. Okay. Um, how to drive his father's car, which she wrecked. Um, And because of this, Charles was banished from his family. Wait, so,
1: okay, sorry, can you, because I was having, well, I was being sniff attacked by Sirius, so can you, I'm sorry, can you just repeat that? Um,
0: Charles and Carol became really close, very fast. During this time, Charles taught young Carol how to drive his father's car, which she wrecked. And because of this, Charles was banished from the family. Okay, that's where I got
1: confused, because I
0: was like, wait, why was she driving his dad's car? He told But I, I got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Thank you. The first crimes that Charles committed were actually robberies. He eventually took a job as a garbage man, and he would use this as an opportunity to plot out robberies on the homes he would collect garbage from. Okay, that's kind of smart. Like, <laughs> but, diabolical, but kind of smart. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess. Uh, now that we've talked about Charles a bit, let's talk about Carol. Now, Carol was born on July 30th, 1943, in Lincoln, Nebraska, to William Fugate and Velda Bartlett. She was also, also had an older sister named Barbara, who, if you remember, dated Charles before Carol did. I feel like this family was like, oh, damn it, we still don't get rid <laughs> Stuck of Stuck with him. Oh,
1: my God.
0: Um, Carol's mother... And father did eventually divorce, and her mom remarried a man named Marion Bartlett, and they had another daughter named Betty Jean. So, Carol was the middle of three girls. That's a really cute name, Betty Jean. Betty Jean, That's yeah. really cute. I couldn't honestly find much about her childhood, because she was still a child. Yeah, <laughs> when I was going to say, because she's began. still a kid. So, that's literally, like, pretty much all I have on her okay. back then. Um, so, let's get into the story. So on november 30th charles took his first victim november 30th 1957 okay he stopped him to a gas station in the lincoln nebraska area where he tried to buy a stuffed animal on credit um the gas station attendant for
1: his child girlfriend
0: probably 21 year old robert Colvert refused to do this so charles robbed him at gunpoint then walked him into the woods and shot him in the head oh yeah
1: so completely unnecessary i mean every murder is unnecessary but like that's really unnecessary
0: robert had just been just discharged from the navy um now it sounds like nobody suspected charles in this murder and he just like happened to confess to it later on after he gets caught for like what's about to happen okay um so that's his first victim i guess that we know of but i'm assuming that he if he confessed to the son, he would have confessed to other ones. If he, he I mean, you many. would think. Yeah. Okay. So now two months later in January, the 21st of January to be exact. Of, of the following year. nineteen fifty-eight. Okay. So literally two months later. Okay. Yeah. Charles went to pick up Carol at her family home. When he pulled up, he was confronted by Carol's mother, Vel- mother, Velda, and her stepfather, Marion, They told Charles that he was no longer allowed to see their daughter and to leave the property immediately. Um, So I'm sure, I'm sure that went over well. I'm sure you can guess kind of what (laughs) happens next. Uh, Charles did not like this and his response was to immediately shoot and kill both Carol's stepfather and mother. Oh, that's so sad. He then entered the home and strangled and stabbed Carol's younger sister, Betty Jean, to death.
1: Oh my god,
0: why? She was just two and a half years old <gasps> at the time. No, Emily. This I, is the only, like... I hate the child stuff. I just hate it. The That she's the only, like, young victim.
1: I'm furious with you right
0: now. <laughs> it's... Yeah, I know. It's I'm sorry. It's so terrible. But it's a good story. Well, I mean, it's not a good story, yeah, but it's a good story. I, I understand you know what you mean. i saying.
1: It's an entertaining story.
0: Yeah. I don't want anyone to take me the wrong way. But. No. Yeah. Um, So according to Carol, she had actually broken up with Charles just two days prior on the 19th. Okay. And when she arrived home from school on the 21st, she found an empty house with Charles in it oh that would be so creepy so that's like her story apparently she like didn't know he told her this is again her story that um he was holding her family captive and if she didn't like comply with what he was saying or doing or whatever then he was gonna kill them so she she's alleging that she doesn't know that they're dead already correct
1: did the older, is the older sister too, or just the younger? Just the younger. Okay. Uh, she was
0: married at this time. Okay. Um, so I'm assuming she wasn't obviously living in the house. Ugh, that's so sad. Um, the couples then stayed in the home for six days. Ugh. Yeah. And Carol turned away any visitors that came to the house, telling them that the family was sick. She even went as far to post a sign on the door that said, Stay away. Everyone sit- is sick with the flu miss Bartlett um and she said apparently again that she underlined miss Bartlett twice because that was supposed to be like a sign that she was in trouble okay because nobody they didn't call her mom miss Bartlett the only person they called miss Bartlett was her younger sister Betty Jean interesting
1: well so because she probably didn't change her name right no she did okay
0: but it's M I S S Bartlett. Oh, uh, that's how she signed it.
1: No, I'm I'm saying Carol. Carol. Car- what is what is this girl's name? I Carol. Forgot. That's what I thought. Okay. So is she Carol not a Bartlett? She's yeah, that's what I gay, her, that's what I was saying. Yeah. So Carol didn't change her last name, but her mom would have been Misses, right? right.
0: Okay. Her younger sister was Miss. Apparently okay. They called her Miss Bartlett. Got it. And so she underlined Miss Bartlett twice to try to be like. Something my mom didn't right write here. this. Yeah. Like, she doesn't call herself this. Like, yeah. oh, like whatever. Allegedly. Um, now, during the six days, her older sister, Barbara, her grandmother, her brother-in-law, and Charles, Charles' brother, all showed up to the home and they were all turned away. Okay. Now, six days later, after Charles thought that they were in the clear, the two of them fled. One of my sources I read said that... Um, after Carol's grandmother threatened to call the police, this is when the two of them fled. And okay. then one of my sources didn't say that, just said that, um, Charles, once Charles thought it was safe, he fled. Okay. So, hmm.
1: I wish she wouldn't have said that she was going to call the police. I wish she would have just done it. Yeah. You know, cause then like maybe they would have caught him, caught him right faster. I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because it seems like her grandma, but at least she like, like mm, knew something this was wrong. Kind of fishy. Yeah,
1: at yeah. least she knew, like in her gut. It seems like she was like, mm, something's not right." So yeah. at
0: least we have that. Um. So there are our first three victims: mom, dad, stepfather. Yeah, I'm talking about in this like murder spree. Oh, okay. Yeah, got it. Um, we know that Robert was two months earlier. Yep. So, either way, the two of them left the city of Lincoln and drove 15 miles to the town of Bennett, Nebraska, where Charles' friend August Meyer lived. August Meyer was a 70-year-old man, and when the couple showed up, he welcomed them into his home and even offered to help the couple free their car from the mud, which they had managed to get stuck in on their way there. Okay. I'm a little bit scared for him. His uh, August plan was to have... Um, them use their his horses to help free the car okay so as august and charles walked to the barn august shot august charles shot august with a shotgun yeah i was worried that was gonna happen then proceeded to kill august's dog as well
1: emily (laughs) i'm going to kill you i'm
0: sorry i'm
1: Gonna lose my mind.
0: I'm gonna, Children
1: and dog. I'm gonna warn you.
0: There's one more dog death oh, in this story. God, serious get back. On At here. least I didn't go into depth on how he did it because it's terrible. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't make me suffer through that. Right. So now we have our fourth human victim and our first animal victim in the murder spree it sounds like charles and carol then hung around
1: this Uh, home so that seems to be part of the mo they just like they he kills somebody and they i don't think they
0: like hung out here for like more than a day oh okay but it sounds like they got there maybe early and then they hung out at least until nighttime okay um because their next two victims were 17 year old robert jensen and his 16 year old girlfriend carol king The two teenagers drove by, saw their car stuck in the mud, and offered to help them free it. Charles, of course, said thank you by shooting and killing Robert, then raping and shooting Carol. Ugh, God, this guy sucks. It just seems like there's no rhyme or reason. Yeah, it's like he literally is, like, getting
1: off on just shooting people and, like, killing people. Oh, you want
0: to help me? Great. Bye. Yeah, like, what the heck? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I hate him. Yeah, he then stored the bodies of both their victim of both these victims in the storm cellar of August's home. Um, so now we have five and six victims. Uh-oh. Fifth and six victims. Who's he growling at? The neighbors. Oh. Huh. Um. Now I do want to point out that later Charles would claim that Carol killed Carol. That yep, Carol killed Carol. Um, but Carol obviously denies this i have a hard time believing that
1: she would do that of her own free will the only way i could really see her doing that is like if he made her yeah if he was like oh you have to do this or i'm gonna kill you yeah you know like to make her guilty too so that she can't run the police and be like
0: but she's also like i did not that's not true i did not do that so so I, I don't know who killed her
1: i would assume he did and he's um, just trying to make it sound like she did
0: yeah i mean we'll kind of get into it okay she, she might not be as innocent as we're thinking we oh. don't really know to be honest with you
1: well she's also a child she so. is literally what like 14 at this point
0: point. 14 the pictures oh my god she hit. looks like a baby Ugh. she looks like a sixth grader that's well i mean she's
1: not far from it it's she's insane. like sixth,
0: seventh, well seventh seventh, seventh eighth, eighth grade. grade yeah so sad Ugh, god um after killing robert they then took his car back into lincoln and searched for a home to take sanctuary in the home that they chose was that of a local businessman c lauer ward um charles first killed the family's maid lillian fenzel by stabbing her to death, he then waited for Ward's wife Clara to come home, and when she did, he stabbed her to death as well. And um, Charles also killed the family dog before finally killing C. Lauer Ward by shooting him. So, so he doesn't even really have like an M.O.
1: of like a type of murder either. No, it's just kind of like, like stabbing or killing, killing or, or shooting. shooting. <laughs> yeah.
0: So now we have our seventh, eighth, and ninth human victims and our second doggy victim don't listen serious um then the two robbed the ward home and fled in a new getaway vehicle uh, they chose ward's 1956 packard and they fled so they decided to drive west towards washington state because um one of charles brothers lived there okay so I'm gonna guess if they made it to Washington State, Charles' brother probably wouldn't be alive. I was gonna say, but he doesn't.
1: He wouldn't have made it either. So they um, they don't make it there, though, huh? They don't.
0: They get about ten hours away, um, near Douglas, Wyoming. Now I know Wyoming is technically not the Midwest, but deal with it.
1: I mean, <laughs> it's close enough. Yeah,
0: we'll allow it when charles decided to look for a new vehicle because he said the packard was getting too hot like oh i'm sorry is your getaway vehicle not cool enough for you you (laughs) asshole (laughs) this is when the two happened upon merle okay it's m-e-r-l-e merle
1: yeah that's how i'd say collinson
0: a 37-year-old shoe salesman sleeping in his Buick on the side of the road. He was, he pulled over to like take a nap.
1: Um, I have done that more times yes, than I'd like to I admit. I know you
0: have. <laughs> <laughs> the two pulled up to the car. Charles walked to the window and demand- demanded that, we decided on Merle, Merle, right? Yeah. Merle get out of the car. When he refused, Charles shot him multiple times with the shotgun. Ugh. Now this is another victim that Charles claims that Carol shot and killed, but again, she very much, like, denies that. Um So that is our 10th victim in this spree. Well, and now that I think about it, like, he admits
1: to someone that the police didn't even know he'd killed, so mm-hmm. so maybe why say, he would, maybe she did do it.
0: Like, why say he killed all of these ones, but then not the not other Not, like, ones? the two, Yeah. yeah that's
1: interesting
0: yeah so the buick however had a new emergency brake mechanism that charles was not familiar with sucker and when he went to drive away the car like stalled out at this very moment a man named joe sprinkle oh my god best last name ever i
1: would change my last name if i was
0: marrying someone named sprinkle That'd be great. Seeing the two cars on the road, he assumed that someone was having car trouble, and he stopped to help. Oh, God. Charles asked Joe if he could help him release the emergency brake, which Joe agrees to. Um, Oh, no. He hadn't seen poor Merle's body under the dashboard at this point, but, like... So, they just, like, shoved him under the... They just, like, shoved him under the... Ew. I know. It doesn't make any sense. No, that's so gross. But... I mean, he goes to help with the emergency break, and he obviously sees the body, and he goes, oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what he's probably thinking. <laughs> but at this point, it was too late, because Ugh. Charles had a shotgun pointed at him. So this is when Joe went into his fight-or-flight response, and he decided to fight. He was apparently, like, a big guy. So, Damn. And get a joke. Charles was, you know, he was young. He was like 19, 19 at-, at this time. Yeah, okay um smaller guy he remember he was bow-legged so yeah joe was like i like my odds <laughs> um there's a quote of joe and he said that kick his ass joe if he won i'd be dead and that's the quote <laughs> so the two began, short sweet i like and it, and <laughs> probably very true <laughs> yeah so the, the two began wrestling for the gun um at this point natron county deputy sheriff william romer happened upon the scene
1: Wow.
0: When Re- William got out of his car, Carol ran out of the Buick towards the sheriff's deputy shouting, "He's going to kill me. He's crazy. He just killed a man." Charles, seeing the I'm deputy becoming more
1: suspicious of Carol,
0: it, we'll have to talk about it. Okay. Um, so when Charles sees the sheriff's deputy pull up, he jumped back into the Packard that they originally were in. Okay. And started driving towards Douglas, Wyoming. Sheriff Deputy Romer stayed back with Carol and radioed in for help. So, at this point, Joe Sprinkle is fine. Yeah. Good job, Joe. Yeah. Proud of you, buddy. Yeah. Um, Douglas Police Chief Bob Ansel and Converse County Sheriff Earl Heflin heard the call for help and set up roadblocks going into the town of Douglas, with Charles just decided to blow through, obviously.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a huge He's sh- like, oh, shocker He's like, I don't really there.
0: feel like stopping right now. Um... Police Chief Bob decided to give chase, so the car chase reaches speeds of 100 miles per hour Dang. down the middle of downtown Douglas, Wyoming. Bob behind Charles and Sheriff Earls leaning out of the window of Bob's car shooting at Charles. Oh my god! So was, I'm just like imagining like old school like it's Western, like a clown clown show, like Western movie where we got like a car going down 100 miles per hour, like this tiny little. Nowhere town, and we we'll get one guy shooting out the window, and I'm
1: imagining as it as a silent movie, yeah, with just like crazy music.
0: Yeah, um, could you imagine like, you know, sitting in the local cafe in downtown Douglas, like drinking a coffee, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, of a sudden these like, two girls Pew pew pew. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, you're not wearing the right hat for I that know. today.
0: I knew my pew 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 hat on. Um, so finally just east of town a bullet shattered charles rear window and he came to a screeching halt so uh, apparently it took a while to hit the car
1: um, i wonder if he was like aiming for the tires or something oh, though been. Yeah. and then like when it hit the rear view window he was like oh we well, also gotta
0: remember like they're going 100 miles per hour that's true and he's leaning
1: out of the car window so and guns are not like the most accurate thing until more recently right and even then if your aim is crap, then
0: it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, after a bunch of shouting and some gunfire from the police chief and the sheriff, Charles finally surrendered. Now, when people asked Sheriff Earl why he thought Charles had stopped and eventually surrendered, he said, and I quote, I guess he thought he was bleeding to death. That's the kind of yellow son of a bitch he is. So they did end up hitting him apparently flying glass from the shattered rear window had nick charles ear in his right hand and he was bleeding
1: (laughs) like i bleeding to death so either they have the worst aim ever or they were really just aiming for the like the tires of the car and they just were missing left and right
0: i don't know if they were trying to kill him or what but i feel like if they were i don't feel like they were shooting to kill because like You would think 100 miles per hour, like that guy's driving 100 miles per hour and there's probably other people around. Yeah. And if that
1: car goes, you know, if it's at 100 miles an hour and it hits Hits something, something, it's not going to be good.
0: Yeah. So I'm assuming.
1: So it's not a Bonnie Bonnie and Clyde situation where they just lit up the car. Yeah.
0: No, we are not um, law enforcement officials, so we don't really know. We know nothing. And we are not sure uh, Chief Bob or Sheriff Earl either.
1: (laughs) No, it would be sweet if we were though.
0: Yeah. (laughs) um now i do want to state too he says some kind of yellow son of a bitch i tried to find what that means and i couldn't find anything so if i'm I'm a little nervous i might be a racist racist
1: yeah i, slang.
0: Was, I was wondering that too um and if it is i apologize and i'm just quoting what he said i couldn't find anything Either way, so I just want to, like, put that out there just in case. We don't mean anything by it. It's literally a quote. It's a quote, and I tried to do research to see if I could find it. Couldn't. Okay. So, yeah. We do our best. Yeah. That's all we can do. (laughs) Um, Charles was also out of ammunition in his gun, so... Uh darn that probably played a part in it i'm so sad for him otherwise according to charles and i quote they would have never caught me if i hadn't stopped end quote
1: <laughs> so do, do you think he is implying that he would have completed suicide i have no or, idea okay
0: or, i don't think he doesn't or he's just like pretending like he's a badass i don't think yeah i think I don't, he doesn't seem like the type to okay kill him to complete suicide so okay. i don't know um so that is the Crazy crime spree.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: Um, now let's get into, I guess, like kind of the aftermath. Um, so in different sources, they state different murders that Charles was charged with first. So one source said that he was charged with the first degree murder of Robert Jensen. If you remember, he was the seventeen-year-old back Uh, in at the convenience no No. seventeen-year-old. Whose girlfriend was also Oh, Yeah, killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And they stole it. his car. Yep. yep, yep. Okay. Um and then the other source I said I read said he was charged with the first degree murder of Merrill Collinson. Okay. Who was on the side of the road. Yes. Um, but either way, we know he was charged with first degree murder. And at the time, Charles was like, uh, yep, extradite me back to Nebraska because the governor of Nebraska governor of Nebraska at the time was against the death penalty. So, he was like... So, we uh, thought that prosecutors wouldn't seek the death penalty okay. there. However, nor- ever, the governor decided to change his mind when it came to this case. And he was like, well, just kidding. Yeah, um, I mean... So, in the end, it kind of, like, backfired on him. Because... <laughs> because the governor was like, LOL, JK. You suck, so... Yeah. We hate you. Charles' trial started in May of 1958. So... Pretty quick, actually. Yeah, that is fast. Yep. And on May twenty third, Charles was found guilty and was sentenced to death. He was executed on June twenty fifth, nineteen fifty nine. So just a year later.
1: Holy cow, that's really fast. Yeah, very fast. Um, I mean, but he didn't he confess to a handful of that, or was he trying to plead guilt or innocent to any of them? No,
0: it, it sounds like he didn't wasn't trying to act like he was innocent okay um that, i mean that'll definitely speed something up again i don't know why there was really a trial then at that point but it's a good point again we're not lawyers either it didn't say what he pled to be honest with you okay but we do know that he confessed to some of them yeah um now let's talk about carol her legal journey was a bit more complicated so while she was in douglas county jail Um, She was apparently very nervous and upset and in a state of shock. Well, yeah, she's also 14 years old. It apparently got so bad at one point that Carol had to be sedated. The next morning... Oh, that's really sad. Carol kept crying out for her mother, and she didn't know why she couldn't call her parents.
1: Oh, my God. So, this led
0: some to believe that Carol didn't know Uh that her family was killed. Serious? Um, We're... In a predicament here hey lots of cords. let's go
1: this way come here come this way come this way good boy okay we're good sorry
0: um so this led some to believe that carol didn't know that her family had been killed uh when nebraska authorities did eventually confirm that carol's family was dead she broke down and apparently was twisting her tissues into little doll shapes that were like the tissues that were in her hands into little doll shapes that's really sad um Charles initially stated that Carol was Keep going off, a captive, too. but he changed his stories many different times. He's not going to be you're gonna just have to let, let him. him. Okay. Come here. We, here we go. Here we go. Come in. Come up here. If you're going to... Yep. Come on.
1: If you're going to do it, do it,
0: bro. Okay. Sorry oh. for the brief interruption. <laughs> we should call those serious pause. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> anyone with a dog understands. Um, okay. So... Doing little doll shapes. Yes. Charles initially stated that Carol was a captive, but he changed his story many different times. He even once said that Carol wasn't present for any of the killings, but then went on to say that she had done two of the killings herself. He even said that she had tried to escape a few times, but couldn't. So he was kind of like all all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. Which makes me believe
1: her story more. It's like, it's a tough one. Uh, Yeah. I'm so conflicted right now because like... I'm a little suspicious of her, but I also, like, she's a child, and, like, I know that being a child doesn't mean you're completely innocent of things, but, like, I don't, I just, yeah, I'm still on the fence.
0: Um, but in the end, it didn't matter, because Nebraska prosecutors decided to charge Carol with first-degree murder as well. Carol's lawyers actually believed that the Wyoming law enforcement officials would help her case, but... In what they called a surprise testimony, Deputy Sheriff William Romer, who... The first one, The right? first one, okay. who came to the scene, stated that Carol had admitted to seeing her family killed and had credible details that matched the actual killings. Um, Sheriff Earl also stated that Carol had clippings of her family's killings in her pocket at the time of her surrender, further strengthening Deputy Sheriff Romer's story.
1: Yeah, I, every time I think I have an opinion, it you changes. give me more information, and then I'm like, hold on.
0: Yeah. So, with no one supporting Carol's claims that she was a captive. um, Except for a liar who lies. And then, but he had even changed his story at this yeah. point. So, not even him. um, And had nothing to do with it. Here comes Charles, who then said that she was a participant and committed some of the killings herself, so either he's like a huge asshole well we know he's
1: a huge asshole but like he's even an even bigger asshole or like he's actually finally telling the truth and i don't know which Which one it is yeah
0: so um with all of this information carol was found guilty and was convicted to life in prison she was the youngest female in history to ever be tried for first degree murder that is so sad Carol spent 18 years in Nebraska's Correctional Center for Women in York, Nebraska. She was a model prisoner and was paroled in 1976.
1: Okay, I feel a little bit better.
0: After this, she moved to Michigan and lived as quiet of a life as she could. She changed her name, became a janitor at a hospital. In 2007, she got married and her and her new husband moved to Ohio. In 2013, her husband died in a car accident, which she was also injured in, and in February of 2020, Carol, who is now 77, I believe if I did my math right, uh, wrote to the Nebraska Pardons Board asking to be pardoned for her crimes. Her request was denied. I have okay
1: so I have things to say about, about okay, this. Okay
0: that's my that's everything I have. Okay beautiful. So
1: So here's the things I have to say about this. Okay first of all clearly she's not a risk because she went the rest of her life without harming anyone else unless she caused her husband's accident which I'm assuming she didn't.
0: I didn't read much about the accident. I didn't like look into it much so I can't say yay or nay. I'm gonna probably say nay on that. She didn't. Yeah and because like
1: Clearly, so she at fourteen spent more life, more of her life when she got out in jail than she had out of it,
0: mm-hmm. and years. like
1: that, that is literally her entire life she'd already spent in jail. Yeah. So I feel like that's fair yeah. that they let her out, and I don't, I just don't,
0: I don't think she's getting. I think she ended raw end of the deal here, and it's 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 tough because I kind of feel. Like, she was not a willing participant. I do, too. Um, but then again, like, the sheriff, deputy sheriff Romers and sheriff Earl, literally, to almost, the I mean, not to this day, because I believe they're both passed at this point. Yeah. But they were adamant, even years after this, that she was guilty. And so then I'm like, okay, well, like, what do they... What do they hear? What do they know that yeah. we don't
1: know? Or I just I have a hard time believing that she'd be a willing participant, though. I mean, she's so young, and again, not that that means that she's not capable, because yeah. clearly people are. Yeah. But I just I feel like my gut just says like n- no, because like in order to survive, maybe that was her choice. Like she had to be a participant in order to survive herself. Yeah. Because, like, clearly, he was crazy.
0: I... If I had to guess, I'm gonna say that she was captive. And, like, we have to remember, she was barely 14 years old at yeah. this point. And can you imagine, like, how scared she must have been? Yeah. Um, I just... I... I have a feeling she kind of was like, I got to do whatever I got to do to survive at yeah, this point. Yeah,
1: and I don't think it's really all that fair to penalize somebody for that. Like, it's not
0: good that she killed someone if she did. And you know what? Even if she did know about her family's Like, what can she have done? Before, like, like, grief and, like, terror and her being scared, like, that could have definitely, like... She could have blocked that from oh, her mind. Oh, absolutely. And then like she's so young she's so young I think that's the thing that we keep
1: coming back to is like how young she is and like you know I work with this age yeah. every single year and they literally have zero common sense they just don't
0: so you know I, I I can't just because she might have known about her family's killings that doesn't I still don't think that means she killed either of the yeah other two victims and if she said, did she and if did. she did
1: do you think like you clearly don't think that it was her own free will that she did it because she
0: was like i'm gonna do this no but i still think even if you kill someone you sh- like,
1: should like she should have
0: done time and she yeah did, so yeah but i don't think she killed i don't think she killed anyone okay i don't believe charles
1: okay i i'm leaning towards not believing charles either just because her story seems to be pretty consistent like she like it you never said anything about her changing her story but you did say that he changed his story several times multiple times and with a person like that like you just it's like if you were dating someone and they told you oh no i was out with pete and then they were like oh wait no um i was at a movie with jim and like it's like okay where were you really because clearly
0: i did date someone like that
1: oh yeah that's (laughs) right i'm so sorry (laughs) Uh, you're really proud of yourself for that joke. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I guess I'll be curious to hear like what others think.
1: Yeah, please share with us because, like, because this one's like, we're clearly on the fence.
0: <laughs> what, what was that like? Did I hype it up too much to you? Last no, night?
1: I, it, I'm, it was a good one. I liked it. I thought it was really interesting. I literally have never heard that story before, which is hard to do.
0: Yeah, I knew there was some I think there is one more in Lincoln that I heard about. Okay. Um that I wanna cover. Okay. But even like living there, like I, this is a big case. Like you would think this would be kind of notorious. Yeah, like and something I it,
1: people talk about.
0: <laughs> I think it is in a way, but I never heard about it interesting in and i lived in nebraska for, or lincoln for two years yeah so. yeah it,
1: i liked it i thought it was a good one too bad we can't play the the song i know
0: we'll have to listen to it after this yes so guys, or just like look up the lyrics or something. yeah guys
1: go listen to uh what's nebraska. nebraska
0: by bruce springsteen
1: and god who doesn't love bruce springsteen come
0: on <laughs> um do you want to keep stating our sources in our episodes or yes. do you want to just post them
1: no i think it's a good idea to state the sources because it covers our
0: ass if someone doesn't take
1: the time to go read it
0: okay none of my other podcasts i listen to state their sources at the end they just put them in the show notes so i wanted um, to ask
1: i have one that will occasionally especially if it's like a bigger case um but
0: i just think it's a cya you know cover okay. your ass um so my first source was thefamouspeople.com um my second source was lincolnlibraries.org. My third source was wyominghistory.org. And my fourth source was allthatsinteresting.com.
1: And our two main socials that we check pretty much daily.
0: Well, I wouldn't say that. But
1: well, I I check the Facebook almost
0: daily. Oh, I like the Facebook. Group. Yeah. Instagram.
1: Is- the, the Instagram, I don't check as much. Me neither. I should be better about it, but... <laughs> i have a lot of instagrams so that's true um so the instagram is mw madness podcast and then the facebook group is midwest madness podcast
0: and our gmail send us an email we would like to see that if you fun. have any story ideas or anything it's um, kind of starting it's not getting hard to find stories but there's just so many of them yeah it would be nice to yeah. like, have something specific um and then stories that
1: you guys want to
0: hear yeah rate us on apple yes podcasts. and
1: follow us on spotify if you listen on spotify
0: cool um other than that we will see you guys next week or hear you guys next week
1: no they will hear us they next will week. hear <laughs>
0: us next week for danielle's story and i hope you guys have a good one all right bye bye
2: hey there guys and ghouls
0: You should tune in to Broadcast from the Belfry, a dark-humored and pop culture-filled podcast for the morbidly curious.
2: We cover literally everything, from cryptids...
0: To ghosties...
2: To true crime, false crime, and the medium crime, which we're still trying to find. Folklore... Not the Taylor Swift album, but I have talked about it, and we've got plenty of other tangents and pop culture thrown in in between.
0: What are your top three things we've covered in our first 50 episodes?
2: Uh, I like it when nice gay couples have a chicken coop and nothing bad happens ever in the world that I live in. I like when there's Squonk because he's me. And I like knowing what happens if I have to go number two on a boat in the ye olde times.
0: I put that as mine too, the Kraken, and I have in parentheses, poop decks. Nice! Also, uh, mummies. I love talking about mummies. And... The Birkenhair Anatomy Murders, also in parentheses, Skin Books. I know that was not in your top three. That's probably in your bottom three.
2: It definitely is. If you guys want to hear everything we said above, hear me groan when Georgia grosses me out, which happens a lot, and hear some real fun facts. I hope you tune in. And Georgia, what do we say to the potential listeners?
0: Stay spooky.